Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I'm Darren Javag, your host, and I'm joined with my co-host, Tina Murray. And we're back at it again today, Darren. Back at it again. It's just like, it's one of those horses you just can't stop <laughs> riding, you know? It's just, <laughs> I don't know if we're galloping out of control down the highway. No, no, or no, no. Know. We're very controlled in our uncontrolled kind of way. I agree. I agree. We it's a little bit of chaos. controlled chaos. That's it. There you go. <laughs> great there chaos. Go. Yeah. 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 You know what? Actually, funny enough, the other day I was talking to somebody and they said something about it's common nonsense. And I thought, you know, and, and the husband looked at, looked at her and went, that is completely not a word. And I said, it's a word. I like it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Common nonsense. Co- it's like common knowledge, but it's knowledge isn't always common. Well, you know, you always nonsense say is what I always common thought. sense. It's yes. common sense. And she's like, it's just common nonsense. And I'm like, I love it. I'm going to use that. And I've used it several times. It's pretty much defines our, our show. Right? Sometimes. Common nonsense. I love it. But we're going in a new direction. So sure. I think that anytime we can sort of throw new things in, I love it. Yeah. So- I like it too. And I think it yeah. makes the show a little bit more entertaining as far as I know what our theme is typically is about yeah. separation and divorce, right? but going in a new direction, I think it's awesome because it allows us to be a little bit more common nonsense, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we're talking more about sort of redefining ourselves now, right? So whether it be, you know, new jobs, new towns, you know, um, new, new babies, new, babies. new relationships, all of it. So yeah, it's really fun to sort of dive into a little more than just separation and divorce, which is totally still good. very important and still very much on our radar. But, um, you know, I think just things like how to cope with like, for instance, my son and his girlfriend, he's being posted to a place that she was not happy to go to. And it's, you know, trying to, you know, help her work through things like how to go there. Distant relationships <laughs> must be hard. Or the distant relationships, yeah. or does she follow him to a a place that she didn't want to go to. So anyway, you know, just this is kind of where I was thinking as we were talking about how to, you know, these are things that I'm sure that we can use to help people like that, right? Oh, yeah. Because and and I think the more you think about life transitions, the more you realize how many there are Mm -hmm. around you, Mm because they're happening all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, it was nice to be specific about certain things. Yes. uh, In separation, but I think there's a bigger picture here when we're talking to people about how they how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of which, we have an awesome yeah. guest yeah. on the show today. I'm very, very excited to listen to her. Her name is Marnie O'Farrell. She is an energy healer, author, and creator of Earth and Heart, Earth Heart Healing. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey to, to being an energy healer. Yeah, so I am uh, in my early 30s. (laughs) And I originally so energy healing is not a typical, like profession that you hear when you're in school, you know, nobody really says I want to be an energy healer when I grow up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I would say that's true. (laughs) Just the first time I've heard the two things together. Yeah, healing energy. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I was younger, I was training to be an architect. And I had my first, I guess, life transition when I had my first heartbreak in third year of university. And maybe some of your viewers would be familiar with the term being an empath. I'm not sure. Are you guys familiar with that? that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So being an empath is usually is somebody typically who's um, 
extra sensitive. Mm -hmm. So we actually have high sense perception, just like we have our five senses. We also have our subtle senses, which are also things we don't typically learn about in, in our traditional society for whatever reason. But some people who are empaths, um, they have to cope with that, like being extra sensitive. And usually we find out that we're empaths when we go through like a painful transition, mm. right? So when I was in my third year of university, I had my first heartbreak. I couldn't cope with my emotional pain. And just coincidentally, um, I was able to go to India for my third year of, ex of exchange. And there I kept hearing the word meditation. I heard it a bunch of times. And then finally I decided to try it out. So I did a 10 day silent retreat. I just like jumped right in. Wow. Yep. Yep. No silent talking retreat. for yeah, yeah. 10 days. You didn't talk? Didn't talk for 10 days. Oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> do you talk to yourself out loud? <laughs> well, in your brain, it's, it's funny. What, what can, uh, like, so just imagine the, the physical body is um, in this field, in the field of spirituality and energy work we're actually like we're made of light okay our, our physical bodies are made of light our thoughts are made of light our emotions are made of light actually the whole world at a subtle vibrational level is made of sound light that's like the deepest place you can go with it mm -hmm. so when we kind of turn off the outside world so think of like we're talking we're moving in the world we're kind of on this in a certain bandwidth right of expression so when you turn off your voice, <clears throat> what's going to happen is you're going to go inside more and that voice might kind of appear inside of your head more. So one of, just because you asked that, one of my like most fond memories of my first time in a meditation like that, which of which I've done five, I've done five silent retreats. Um, was all my, 10 days. All 10 days. Yep. Okay, there, yeah. Okay. All of the same, the same program. It's called Vipassana and it's actually something you can do all over the world. So there's a retreat center in Montebello. I think there's one close to Toronto. So it's a global kind of system that allows people to learn how to meditate. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, when I was in that retreat, we, you know, you go and have lunch, breakfast and dinner. They actually tell you not to have dinner sometimes because eating too, I'm getting into more of the details, but eating too also takes away from our ability to kind of go into those other realms. Mm. So think of, again, our bodies, like just this energy machine, and we only have so much energy that we can work with at a given time. So if we're eating, our energy is going to digestion, right? If we're doing in the world, our energy is going towards doing. So meditation is like something that teaches you how to be. So then our energy is going towards being, and there's this reframing that brings us inside. Mm. and uh, shamans and mystical people of the world, we kind of learn over the years that our inner world is just as vast as our external world. And not mm. only that, it's also a mere representation. So the programmings that we hold in our physical body and our cellular structure in the layers of our aura will um, create the unique bubble that we are and give us the unique perception of how we see and interact with the world. So that's what I work with in my business, Earth Heart Healing, is going and helping people get into those deeper layers of their auric field and their structure hmm. um, and help to kind of excavate the pieces that might not be working. So it's really great for people going through transitions because, wow. oh, I have to move, I have to move forward, but oh, there's these whatever ABC things that I feel sense kind of have a, have a sense of that aren't 
working for me. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to kind of delete them or understand them or yeah. learn the lessons of that. So with, that with, like forward. obstacles? Obstacles? Yeah, the they appear as obstacles. Yeah. Okay. So like on the, just because the inner world and the outer world are, they're a mirror of each other. So on the outer world, we can work with those programs that we sense into, then you go in the outer world and you work with it. And um, spirituality is all about like stage number one is all about learning who you are as a, a unique individual and like learning that heart-centered sense of self where we go I love myself right I'm a unique snowflake <laughs> <laughs> that's cool <laughs> and I I want to know more about who I am and and learn to really love love me in this life you know what I'm doing why I'm here and once you have that first stage down pat then we can start working with um the belief structures and the emotionality and then the third layer is actually the subtle senses so we have something called the meridian lines that run through our body that's something in um in yoga that people are familiar with that term like the chakra system and the meridian lines it's very much an eastern sort of science Mm -hmm. so i kind of bridge that bring that into the western world the best that i can (laughs) Um, and the meridian lines there, the way that we can perceive those with our subtle senses is um, literally like pulsating feelings or heat or numbness or coolness in the body. So that's where too that pain, like, you know, I have pain in my shoulders or pain in my lower back from the level of energy healing, we can see that as, you know, stuff in the meridian lines that's kind of condensed things that we haven't maybe processed. A lot of that stuff comes from childhood. Mm-hmm. So we get our data we get our downloads of our baseline programmings from zero to seven and then that kind of stays in the subconscious and and kind of supports how we're going to live in the world yeah so like I (laughs) know and I'm like normally I have lots to say you know and I'm just like very quiet it's really enthralling to me like it's really interesting and I like you know, sometimes you think, oh yeah, okay, whatever, you know, you know, but so I I wanted to ask, because one of the things you said about, you know, the pains and things. So when you say energy healing, like to me, I was like thinking more like emotional and, you know, your wealth, your um, emotional, mental well-being, but you fit to me, it sounds like you actually physically do like by releasing all of those emotional things, your physicality can be healed as well. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> I'm kind of speechless right now too. So you know, care. <laughs> you know, the thing is, and, and my son, my middle son is a very huge proponent on healthy eating, healthy living, da, 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 da. Um, and so, and he, you know, you know, he's always about, you know, if people would just, you know, take more vitamins and, you know, eat better, they wouldn't need to be on all these medications and things like that. And this seems sort of very much in line in a different kind of way, but very much in line with that thought process. Yeah. 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 So that's actually something that I really grasped onto when I started learning about the energetic world, because it's very holistic. So, Mm -hmm. so our aura actually has different layers in it. And some of them are uh, cloud-like and moving like our emotions. And some of them are more structural, like our thoughts. So it really is a template that that allows us to see who we are in a holistic way and then work with it. So the lower three layers of our field, which correspond to our chakra system. So we've got seven. So the lower three are our solar plexus, our sacral chakra and our root chakra. They hold our thoughts, sacral or solar plexus, emotionality, 
sacral chakra and the subtle sensations, which would be that condensed pain in the different areas um, in the root chakra layer. Um, and the chakras and the layers kind of work like battleship game, right? So they just kind of intersect. The layers are on the outside and the chakras are these vortexes that bring in subtle data and then they store it or, you know, that's where the breath comes in. So the in-breath and the out-breath, that's our movement through life. So we're bringing things in and we're calculating and understanding and learning and then we're breathing them out. So it really is about just our ability to go deeper into ourselves. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of sink in, then we're able to um, kind of self-reflect and just see in a deeper way that allows us to be more of a co-creator with our own sense of who we are, mm. you know, kind of working with the building blocks. Yeah. I wonder if the, the discipline must be pretty high when you have to stop talking for 10 days. I can totally see the <laughs> you got back to that, right? <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I mean, I think, you know, you and I are not opposed to talking, right? So I, I, I mean, the discipline though for 10 days. I don't think yeah. I could do it for 10 minutes. I think you could. I when think I'm if, sleeping. If, if, <laughs> I think if you, if you dedicated yourself to something like this, though, it, it, it must be almost like a release. Like at the beginning, it's a challenge, but then it becomes almost like a release because you're forced to do something that is going to actually benefit you. Right? you. You know, like I, I, I go to church and, and, you know, do Bible studies and things like that. And one of the things that um, somebody, I don't know if it was a podcast I was listening to or a sermon I was listening to. And somebody said that they, you know, were trying to do like, you know, two minutes of silent prayer, like actually praying, like yeah. actually being in tune. Yeah. And um, they ha would have to stop, they, they timed it so that they would do it. And they actually had to stop the timer every time their thoughts went someplace else. Yeah. And it took yeah. them probably 20 minutes to get their two minutes of silence of, of just not, not, not wandering off about, oh, the next thing I have to do. And that's, yeah. so I can't eat. So in, in those days and times, like there must be just so, discipline. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, so I wrote a book, so it's, uh, yeah. so some of my experiences are in there. And one of the, one of the things I noticed was um, when I did my first meditation retreat, I was pretty shy. I was pretty, you know, follow the rules, a little bit nervous and it just so happened that it was in India. So a lot of the um, instructions for where we're supposed to sit, where we're supposed to be, were in Hindi and not English. So I'm, I was somebody who missed all of the cues to say, you can go uh, meditate in your room in the comfort of your own room. In India, it's just like a little mattress on a, on a square piece of wood. So it's not like super comfortable, but still there is a bed there. And I didn't hear that. So I sat in my spot in a cross-legged position. I had never meditated before in my life like when you when you kind of stop for so long all the pains in your body start to activate so I was in like extreme pain you know for a young person <laughs> just sitting there being like okay am I doing this right and there's you know when you're explaining the discipline part I find that life's kind of like a stair set of stairs so when you're trying to do something new right it's you're on this this part of the stair and right. it's really steep yeah. and really difficult yeah. the f words yeah and yeah. then once you get to the plateau it's like it's easeful again so it's kind of like that meditation like you have to retrain your brain and it is really difficult for a certain mm -hmm. amount of time mm -hmm. and then it just sort of opens up and and you'll you know you can find that people who are more of you know spiritual teachers and these kind of people, they just live meditation. Like they're just moving around their life, but they're in a deeper 
place in themselves, you know? Mm. So it's a little bit like that. And, and, and also the idea that our brains should be just like clear and silent all the time is not, it's not actually realistic. Right. It can happen from time to time. It's more about staying, being able to stay in um, compassionate witness of what's going on. You know? That's a great line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I find there's, there's some knowledge that I impart on people in my business about patience. Right. And when you look back into the sixties, when people would buy things like stocks, cause you know, I do investments and whatnot, but when people would buy stocks back in the sixties, they would buy and hold a stock for six to seven years. And, and then as time progresses and technology advances and things are happening more immediately, you fast forward to today and the average person holds a stock for 30 days. Really? Yeah. So they buy and sell. And now it's even getting, I, I believe that's the last time I saw that study, which was probably a year, year ago, year or two ago. I think now that study is probably even more. It's, it's probably with the whole idea of GameStop and these different things mm-hmm. where people are just constantly changing out things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it, it, the, it comes back to how society wants to constantly be um, stimulated. Mm-hmm. You look at things like TikTok. Everything is going faster. So you see, you know, Facebook was one thing and then it went to Snapchat. Got to have it now. Mm -hmm. And now you go to TikTok where if it's not 30 seconds, you're out, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God, it just feels Mm -hmm. like everyone has to be stimulated all all the time. time. And I think that's what I took away from your not speaking for 10 days is I was like, it's forcing you to Mm -hmm. stop and and focus your mind. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was really neat. Mm -hmm. So a couple of questions that you kind of, you know, gave us to ask yeah, you. And, sure. and, and, you know, I think we've talked about a lot of stuff, but um, I'm going to ask this one. What does it look like to come back into balance? What do you mean by that? <laughs> to come back into balance? How do I know I'm out balance. of balance? And yeah, well, hmm. or was that kind of based on another question you wanted us to ask you first? <laughs> um, I can reframe it. I'm just trying, sure. I'm just trying to figure out how, where to start. I think, yeah, so every one of us is a unique, like, manifestation of God. You said you do Bible study, so, you know, my belief is that we all have, you know, at the deepest part of us, there's this zero point, that's what it's called in the spiritual world, that is connected to God. Mm -hmm. So when we breathe, you know, we're breathing the life force of God, of oneness, of unity, and we're all, our auras are this, like, you know, incarnation vessel like an avatar suit in a way that makes us separate from god so that we can learn and grow you know that's what my belief of living and being in it as a human really is the deepest level from the heart so as you're living life you'll get little you know little hits and little notifications that tell you that you might be out of balance so that's something that each person would discover on their own in their own life you know it can appear more strongly through a transition. Um, If you keep getting the same, you know, I need to quit my job or I need to change my diet, you know, over and over. If it keeps showing up, chances are that's because it's an imbalance. Okay. Yeah. And in the spiritual world, what we discover when we go inside is that we're actually everything. So, you know, that can be like very high level kind of thing, but how it drops down into real life situations is 
for example, I used like the terms codependent and narcissist yeah. because that's a typical yeah. um, imbalance that we find in human relationships, just living in the world. Um, and that when we go inside, we, we can find that we're actually both components. So there's an expression on the external world, say we're kind of going into the codependent one. That's more the typical female version for whatever reason, just because female qualities, we want to help and serve. And sometimes we lose ourselves in the process. So expressing codependency. And as you do inner work, you can find the part of you on the inside that is actually the opposite. So that's kind of where the balancing part comes in, because when you're living and working through the heart, um, that's another piece of energy work is that transmutation of frequency of programming happens through our heart center. That's the part of us that is compassionate. And the science of compassion is actually, it alchemizes energy. So when we can say, wow. oh, I understand, I feel that I can understand why it's there. I'm changing that in myself. So that's the balancing part is when we can see both. Right. Okay. You know, there's no judgment. I'm not smaller than I'm not bigger than I'm actually all of it. And through that inner lesson, you're alchemizing and you're releasing that to come more into balance. So that's just one example. It could be many things. So let me <laughs> ask a question. If somebody like I have a friend totally in mind right now that I want to refer to you. Um, and so well, hang on a second. Do you take, do you take on clients or are you just yeah. an author? You're an author, you're but a, you don't, you know, work with people. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I, um, yeah, I do take clients. I had not been taking clients for the last year and I just started in the last month again, taking clients because I went through my own transition and you have to be, you know, good in yourself to be able to support others. Right. So yeah. right now I'm just starting again, to take clients. I take them in person at, at my house. And then also I, I do, um, work through zoom as well. So there's yeah. two different options. So what's the process? Like, let's say somebody comes to you because they, they, they need you. <laughs> what, what do they, what's the process look like? Yeah. The, the first, so energy work is a lot about like archetypal frequencies and, and we are all unique, but at the same time, there's a template towards being human. You know, once you kind of see that template, it, it, life gets a little bit easier. So the first thing that I usually do with people is bring them back to activating their divine inner child. And that frequency of the divine or magical inner child, right? When you think of that, if you would think of it now, it's like the version of you that's giggling, running around, just joyful, so excited to be alive. You know, there's no care in the world. And um, frequency wise, that is considered the version of you that is closest to God. So the goodness of God, the purity of God. And that's where the feminine principle of God kind of comes in, right? So the, the, the compassionate sort of beingness, just being alive, that kind of like motherly embrace, right? So we're, the first thing is to go back to that. And once that reactivate so think of it as energetics right so that lives in the heart that divine inner child and it becomes once it's reactivated it's our compass for you know what is out of balance hmm. right we need to have that um, balanced version or that alignment right so that's usually the first thing I do with people and then once we get that cultivated you know there's a little bit of work to stabilize it you know in your living day to day that can be through journaling meditation, you know, different, different, you know, even just allowing 10 minutes a day of, a day of your day to be 
doing something your inner child would like, you know, it could just be playing with your own children. It could be coloring. It could be whatever it is, you know, dancing, <laughs> whatever comes to mind. I could live there all day long. <laughs> Anyone that knows me would be Typical like, you're man. like that already. <laughs> so you're already, you're already past stage one. I think the men have an easier time getting to their inner child. <laughs> some do, some do. Sorry. That's oh, okay. <laughs> I really like throwing you under the bus. I know you do. I'm I so sorry. It's my term of endearment. Really. I know. Yeah. And yeah, so so activating the inner child also comes along with going back into your heart center. So usually we get disconnected from our inner child because we just we're so in our minds, we're so in the day-to-day, we're so in the I have to do this, you know. So that's stage number one. And then from there, um, there's also an element of grounding into the earth. So again, it's all about frequency, and the biggest frequency is going to win. So if our biggest frequency is misalignment and pain, we're going to go back into those habit patterns or those mm. ways of being. So this, you know, what's the, one of the biggest energies on the planet is the earth, right? Mm. And, and the earth, if you look at nature, it's, you know, it's cyclical, it's compassionate, it's full of life, it's full of movement. You know, you walk through a forest, what happens? Usually you feel better after yeah. you come out the other end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's in the energy bodies, there's actually a, a way to ground our own frequency, our own sense of self into the earth. And just making sure that connection is is moving properly. It's really just about sending lines of energy out through your feet and out through your root chakra. So that's another aspect that I do. It's kind of like getting the foundational blocks in alignment before we start doing the inner work. You know, you need to have your support systems. Yeah. And then another good one would be having a group, a community or a couple friends or an intimate relationship where you can obviously talk about the transitions that are happening Mm -hmm. and feel safe and held. Right. So just being heard and being held is like a huge support system. How many times have we had people be like, you know, you have, you tell them a dream and they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't work. You know, versus, wow. You know, why did you feel that you wanted to do that? Tell me more, you know, Mm -hmm. tell me why you're feeling that. And so just having that as well is important. And then from there we go into what is out of alignment and usually your own high sense perception by that time, after we've gone through the initial stages is going to help to inform, you know, what is it that needs to be shifted? And that looks like shifting on the outside world. So the personal work that's necessary, but also the part that I bring in is really getting into the deeper energetics of how do we, you know, excavate that really from the, just the level of programming where it's not personal. It's very impersonal because we're all human, but at the same time, it's very personal and then holding those two pillars helps us to really get in there and work with it in a way that you become that kind of co-creator master of your own energetics and your own, your own life, your own blueprint. You're kind of like yes. redesigning yep. your life. Yeah. So this is what you do is it's kind of like a coach, I guess, right? You're like, yeah, a, I, like yeah. I wouldn't call it, it's not therapy or th- well, I don't know. It is a it's little kind bit. of, you're, you're, a, uh, you're guiding people, right? So yeah. that's, that's your role is guiding people through this. Does your book do that as well for people who want to do it yourself kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. The book, when I started writing the book, it was originally going to be just about Alzheimer's and the soul. So I had um, a client who had Alzheimer's and she was no longer verbal. So I got really interested in what is, what the heck is going on with people who have Alzheimer's? Why is this happening? So a component of the book is that experience. It actually starts the book and finishes the book. And then in the middle, it ended up being, you know, 
as you can tell, I'm a deep person. I'm a Scorpio as my astrolog astrological sign. I like to go down into the deep, dark areas and go, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> so the book is also in, the, in that same way. Um, it explains my own spiritual awakening journey, that shift in perspective about kind of how we see and sense and feel into the world. My own activation of the divine inner child of like reloving myself. That was a big shift for me. So when I had my first breakup, you know, I was depressed and codependent and not knowing how to deal with my emotions. And I definitely didn't love myself or I wasn't tapped into that version of me that loved myself. And um, so meditation really helped me to re reawaken that piece. It really shifted my perspective. And then the book also goes into, yeah, just what I've been talking about, the kind of um, architecture of our subtle anatomy and how living through the heart and lesson learning is kind of the key tool to um, excavate those programmings and then how that the science of those layers kind of work and, and um, interact together to create our life and our programs. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So tell us how to get in touch with you and mm -hmm. how to um, get your book. Yeah. So the book has been two and a half years in the making and, <laughs> and it finally comes out in December this year. Awesome. It comes I'm out. I get the, a copy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it comes out on the 14th and I was actually working with a local publisher. They're called golden brick road publishing house. They were, they were in um, Oxford mills. I think she moved now, but she's still close by. So you can actually get the book on Amazon on Barnes and Noble, Target, I think. You can also get it from me locally. I have a, um, some copies too as well. Even better. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's, yeah, it should be. You can just search in Sparks from the Heart online and it should come up. Okay. Sparks we'll put from a link. the Heart? Yeah, we'll put a okay. link on the yeah. page yeah. for sure. And, um, and then if they want to get in touch with you about maybe yeah. some energy healing, how do they do that? Yeah, my website is earthhearthealing.ca. So there's a lot of prompts on there to get you to be able to um, contact me. I usually start with a free 20 minute consult. So whether that's over Zoom, usually it's over Zoom. If you want to come in on, in person too, that's also an option. Um, and that, or you can email me at marnie at earthhearthealing.ca. So there's your two options. Awesome. That well, cool. Yeah, stuff. that's really incredible. Thank Very. you so much for being our guest today. Oh, thank you for having me. Really nice to meet you. And nice really. To meet you a very um yeah enlightening just, i just feel good way to start the day right yeah better. <laughs> i feel better today i really do thank you thank you very much it, it kind of makes you look a little bit into yourself a little bit more when you have this kind of conversation yeah great so, thank yeah. you for joining us thank you so much all right so we'll let it go at that and uh i encourage everyone to check out the mycleanbreak.ca website we've got quite a bit of content blogs videos uh, and podcasts about thing, uh, things like today's topic. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll find all of our professionals on that webpage, uh, as well as uh, Marnie's yeah. uh, book, a link to Marnie's book. So till next time, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.